1: Those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folks 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. From BGS, the Bluegrass you're listening to the shift list, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. The Marksman Public House in East London has been around for over 150 years, exemplifying what a pub should be. Cozy wood paneling, regulars that have been stopping in for decades, comforting food and quality local beer, English hospitality at its finest. Chef Tom Harris took over the place with his co-founder and co-chef John Rotherham in 2015, and perhaps their greatest achievement, aside from being named Michelin's Pub of the Year for 2017, the first time a London pub was awarded the accolade, is that they kept the historic pub a pub. They could have easily turned the place into a fine dining establishment only, given that chefs Tom and John met while running the St. John Hotel Restaurant together and worked previously at London's legendary St. John Restaurant, under head chef Fergus Henderson. But with the Marksman Pub, they managed to leave the bar downstairs relatively unchanged and converted the second floor into a stylish yet casual dining room to showcase their English cooking. I spoke to Tom at
2: the Marksman on a cloudy but cozy London day in September. So my name is uh, Tom Harris. I am the chef-owner of the Marksman Public House, along with my business partner, John Rotherham, who's also a chef. We took the pub over about five years ago. The pub's been here since uh, 1865, so it's been here a while. We are a community pub. We've got a lot of old boys who drink here every day. And we created a dining room upstairs, which is a much more contemporary space. And yeah, the pub is very much still a pub. Which is nice. What we didn't want to do was create a restaurant in what used to be a pub. The idea of putting a, a fine dining space in a pub and take away what a pub is would have would have broken our hearts. So the idea that we keep the pub as it was and create a separate space for the dining was always what we wanted to do. I know this is about music, but you know, the, the ambient noise of a pub is a beautiful thing. You know, the idea of clinking glasses and people chatting and kind of, you know, pints being poured and you know, the pub is about chat. And that's kind of, that's nice. And I think what we get is a lot, you know, the music downstairs is not that loud. We're not, we're not playing drum and bass. We're not playing hard rock or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be soulful and it's got, you know, I'm a soul boy at heart. So I'm like, something, what have we got? I mean, Johnny Hammond Smith, Shifting Gears is amazing. Um, Stand on the Word. You know, those old kind of tunes that are like, those kind of things that lift it up a little bit. obviously music's important early on to get a good vibe going and kind of you know get people you know raise the energy level a little bit you know, the, the idea is that it tonally you know it'll be a little more chilled out it'll be kind of you know we might listen to a bit of fella Kuti or put a bit of fella Kuti on like you know that kind of stuff that's nice level nice energy
0: if you follow, make you on mountain, on
2: so pub is a It should be an extension of their front room. I mean, the finest example of what a pub should be is a George Orwell essay, Moon Underwater. Um, And he creates 10 points of what a pub should be. And I can't remember all of them, but you know, it's you walk in and the the barman, barmaid knows you by name. There should always be food on. Mind you, he says there should be any music in a pub, (laughs) which we, we differ on. But a public house should be somewhere you can come and feel comfortable all day long sit and have a pint, talk to your friends, you know, it's kind of, it's a it's a familial space. It's the best part of England. Yeah. It really it's, is. It, it is, it's the heart of English hospitality, I think. So the food we do at The Marksman is, uh, myself and John have been working at St. John for a long time and, and, you know, the idea of kind of bringing English food back to the forefront of London dining, at least. You know, London's a city that, you can go to Madrid and eat Spanish food, you can go to Paris and eat French food, you go to, you know, Milan, Italian food. You come to London, you eat Jamaican food, Thai food, Indian food. You know, people don't come to London and go, I want to eat English food. But the, one of the reasons for choosing a pub to kind of open a restaurant in was that a pub is a, not a necessarily dining space, but, you know, we have been dining in pubs and taverns for many years. You know, it's kind of, it felt right to kind of do the kind of food we were doing in this space. Well, speaking as a tourist,
1: it's the one place that I know that I can go to get English food. Yeah, I know, but
2: the problem is that most pubs do terrible English food, and that's kind of, you know, it's a really bad rendition of English food. I mean, we do some, we do great pies all the time. We do, you know, we, we always have smoked fish on the menu. We always, you know, we cure fish ourselves. We make our own breads. We do all the kind of stuff. A lot of, do everything we, we can, we make in house. So we're, we are a, you know, we're a local restaurant. We're not in the center of town. Chefs come in uh, about one o'clock in the afternoon and they typically finish about 11.30, 12 o'clock at night. We're a busy weekend pub around here. So our Sunday roast is is one of the busiest days uh, for us. People come from a long way to kind of have our Sunday roast. That's a tough day, it's it's a long, long day. It's the longest service. And that's when music really does come into play. Our Sunday mornings playlist is like the most important. I mean, I'll do like a jazz funk playlist and I'll start playing some Idris Mohammed. I mean, Roy mean or something, a little bit easier or whatever, but kind of you know get a good energy going. Everybody
0: loves the sunshine.
2: But if I play too much jazz funk, that it will freak some of the younger chefs out a little bit, and then you can see them just getting it. It gets too much to them, so we might put on something. Um, Eddie Hazel is one. An Eddie Hazel playlist is a, a funkadelic playlist. You know, a Parliament playlist is like that. Gets people jacked up. You know. And then you know, go on to a bit of a rockier playlist, some Orn Brothers or whatever. You know, I mean, I, I'll listen to Orn Brothers all day. It's like, eat a peach. Sky, but you know, at the minute, I'm listening to a young jazz drummer from London called Moses Boyd, um, and his it's a tune called Rye Lane Shuffle, which kind of you know references, you know, Tony Allen you know, Africa Funk, just there's lots of different stuff that it kind of, but it's just musicianship is so good. I'm very sensitive about the music I listen to. You know, bad music makes me angry. (laughs) If anyone's playing some bad music, I'm in a terrible mood. Do you want to throw out any examples (laughs) of bad music? (laughs) There's too much to mention. I don't, you know, you mentioned Arcade Fire. If I listen to something like that, I'm just like, it just gives me the shit. When, when music really has its value in kitchens is, is to act as a motivating force, you know. With the restaurants before this, we hadn't listened to music. We weren't allowed to listen to music in kitchens. But we don't play music during service. So when we're cooking, when the service starts upstairs and guests are in and tickets are in, yeah, we turn the music off. Talk a little bit about working at uh, St. John, because you mentioned earlier that there was no music. And kind of like the headspace that puts you in. Well, it's interesting because then it's just you know St John was a, a, a different space. It's an open kitchen for a start, and Fergus Henderson and, the, and Trevor were, were adamant that uh, there shouldn't be music in the dining room. You know, it's a bit—it's a big old space. Kind in the of dining old, room in, at all. In the dining room and the bar. You know, it's kind of—it should be about chat, and it should be about the, the noise should come from the customers, and kind of you know. And I think, I think at a time when in you know those days, you the idea of music in restaurants was. Piped music, you know, kind of you know, 20 30 years ago, you know, music in restaurants wasn't great, it wasn't curated, or it's curated by it's the same kind of shit you'd get in lifts. And I think that was what he was, didn't want to, you know, Fergus loves music, and uh, you know, really, yeah, of course, it's like you know, it's not, uh, he loves a bit of James baby, Brown. Baby,
1: I got the deal.
2: for for me personally music in the pub is when you know the shift finishes and the pub's emptied out and kind of I've just got a few of the chefs in and I'll put the jukebox on you know as we're kind of kicking out people as well you've got to be careful I can't put the jukebox on because the people will be like fuck I'm staying <laughs> it's a lock in but you get you know putting on the jukebox is kind of I mean depends you know the jukebox is curated by myself and kind of you know so it'll be a different different playlist all the time but it's mostly old reggae I've got some Dancehall in there as well I mean we've got Eco Mouse in there we've got you know um, You've got Ica Mouse 45s in there? Yeah, right?
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: I mean we've got yeah we've got lots of different uh, records in there that we we play and I try and I try not to keep it too kind of reggae bass but there's some um, I mean at the minute I'm going big into kind of English late 60s kind of garage rock kind of um, John Mal and the Blues Breakers you know that kind of stuff <laughs>
0: You don't love me, yes, the kind of
2: first records I bought, I mean like the first records I bought were kind of were either the specials or madness. English beat. I mean like one of my favourite, I mean the beat are like the beat, but mirror in the bathroom as well is just like a killer as well. Growing up, I my father is a big jazz hit. Charlie Parker Jerry Mulligan, Stan Kenton, Buddy Rich, uh, a lot of Dave Brubeck. And there's kind of stuff that I, I remember being quite annoyed by it when I was a kid, when I was a young kid, do you know what I mean? But it's something that I've come back to now and like you know, obviously later on you're like, shit, I go back there now and I'm like, I can't borrow that record. So I grew up with a lot of different stuff, and my mum, I mean, loves music as well. But you know, she's a lot of Neil Diamond and uh, Carly Simon. You know, I can still, I love Neil Diamond. <laughs> my mum's name is Desi, and Desiree, which is like, you know, one of his great. It's just like, it's like I think she's thought it was Syrian for her. Desiree, oh Desiree, the Food and music, I think they are kind of tied together. They're kind of they're both senses based I mean I don't know when I describe food to other chefs or when I'm describing a cooking technique I often use musical terms or not you know I'll say add more fat to it it needs more bass or it needs more kind of you know not in a stupid way but you know to describe you know a dressing that needs you know the top end needs to be taken off a little bit you know what I mean you have to drop the hi-hat a little bit or something you know but there is a there is a distinct relationship between flavour profiles and sound I think and I think there's a, you know, in terms of describing flavor, maybe it's just easier for me to describe music because it's, it's such an important part of my life. And, and I think when you do describe that straight away, people get it. When you talk about kind of the top end and, and the bottom end of a, of a dressing or a sauce or something it's too sharp, you know, you've got too too much, you know, treble in it. You know, you know, bass is obviously fat. <laughs> you know, and you talk about getting some, you know, it's more fat into the dish to kind of to, to soften it to kind of round it out. You know, when we talk about a source being too one dimensional or a flavour being too one dimensional. You know, you widen the kind of the soundscape of it, you know, you kind of make it a bit wider, you know. It's kind of, and we, you know, we talk about compression in music, it's kind of the same thing with, with flavour profiles as well. There's a symbiosis between the, between the two, I think, that kind of works really well, especially with young chefs who, you know, instinctively grow up with music or know what it is. It's a language, it's a common language, you know, I think, definitely. Thanks
1: to Chef Tom Harris. Be sure to stop in at the Marksman Pub for a pint next time you find yourself in East London. The food's not bad either. You can also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to Tom's shift list, including all the music you heard on this episode and more, or stream it on Spotify by subscribing to BGS's playlist. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs, based on an article by the same name created by Nevin Martell, originally published over at BGS.com. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, managing editor Craig Shelburne, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for Roots Culture Redefined. Theme music by Jamie Drake. Check her out at jamiedrakemusic.com. If you love The Shift List, please leave us a review or rating over at itunes.com slash The Shift List. And also be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at the bluegrasssituation.com. The Shift List is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.